Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. Now, I gotta be up front with you guys. If I sound a little unwell, it is because I am a little unwell. And no, it's not what you think. It's not what you think. In these times, 2021, it's not what you think. Um, but I've tested positive for HIV. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm kidding. Um, I decided to go out to the to the yard uh, yesterday and do some yard work. And, uh, you know, I've been, I was out there for a few hours doing, you know, weed eating, um, edging and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, what happens is I get this, uh, I always get this type of allergic reaction whenever I do like yard work every time it happens all the time, you know, you're working outside, you got the dust, uh, if you're, you know, uh, pollen, um, just, you know, all that stuff that's out there. And when I get exposed to that, um, what happens is I get this this horrible, horrible attack of allergies. And it happens like as I'm doing the work. Like literally, like when I was doing the work yesterday, I was getting so much pressure built up in my forehead, my nose. It was just running like crazy. It, and it lasted me up until like now I'm, I'm pretty much cleared, clean, uh, cleared up. I can, I, I can breathe actually. And I, you know, and it's just like it happens every time. And I know that I probably should be taking like a Claritin, Mucinex, whatever, but I never really think that's going to happen to me. I just go out there and do the work and I'm like, all of a sudden, like half an hour and boom, it happens, it strikes. And I'm just blowing my nose the entire time and I'm just like miserable. And even like last night, I couldn't even sleep because I was still congested. Um, I kept blowing my nose. It was just stuffed up, runny, you know, everything in bottled into one. It was just terrible. And you know, what happens is, is that the next day I'm fine. Like, I'm kind of, like, still a little nasally or whatever and a little sniffly, but I, for, the, for the most part, I'm good. I'm fine. So if you have any, if, if, if you had any concerns about, oh, he sounds sick, uh, he sounds unwell, I'm a bit unwell, but I'm not. It's, it's just allergies. It's, you know, it's just something that we all have to deal with sometimes. We all have to, um, you know, some people are allergic to bees. Thank God I'm not. That would suck. I mean, imagine, like, you, you see a bee and you're like, oh, yeah, that thing can kill me. That that's horrible. Like you gotta go living your life. Like, oh yeah. So I'm like next to a flowers. This is like a, a a minefield for me. If I get stung by a bee, thank God we have epinephrine shots, and we we know how to treat allergies like that. So because back then I'm sure like whoever was stung by a bee, like back in like you know 800 uh, AD, and then just died. Like whoa, whoa, what happened? How did he die? We need a witch doctor. Some what happened? Well, he just puffed up and suffocated. Like, could you imagine that? Like nowadays, like people are like, "Oh, I got some bee poops." Good. Now it would be bad if you didn't have your shot with you, but that's why you carry it all the time. You, you know, you you built up this habit to do it, and like you're never really in any danger, which is which is a good thing. But if you if you look back at the past, and you're like, how did people who were allergic to bees or allergic to nuts or whatever or allergic to anything like? How do they view if somebody died from, like, an allergy? Like, do they just, like, get all paranoid or, like, oh, it's a plague? Or were they, like, oh, um, yeah, he just died. He puffed up and died. Like, I, I just, I, I think to myself, like, how would anybody in those in those times be, like, oh, yeah, he just died. Like, nobody knew, knew anything because science was so, so, like, um, it was so... Um, not even like no foundation really. It was just like beliefs and like God and all that and like, 
Um, there was like some things that they did that maybe they had like special herbs and all that. And they just were like, oh yeah, drink this. You'll be better. Hopefully if you don't die. And then it's just like, well, it's all winging it. Let's just wing it, wing it. We're going to wing everything and do that. Like, it's just like, it would be like, sometimes I think like I could live back in those days knowing like and watching shows and all that and how like they probably would react to this. And like, oh, if I knew all the information that I knew right now, could I be teleported back in time to like 800 AD and live my life and do things and maybe like encourage studies or encourage building or do whatever like you ever think about that like what if you take yourself as you are right now in this time with all the knowledge that you have with all the learning that you've done with all the studying whatever that you've done yourself right now take you go back in time and try to make an impact on the world I always like kind of think about that like if I if I did that and if I well, when it back in time, what I would do is I would say, hey, guys, think about this. What if that there's those stars up there are other suns and around those suns are other planets like us and those other planets could potentially have life out there. And immediately what I would what I would think is that I would probably be killed on the spot. Because that would be such an outlandish thing to say. Everybody would think I'm like some kind of like a weird, like uh, uh, satanic thing or whatever. They're like, no, 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 no. We believe in this and that's how it is. And, and like back in the day, if, if like just by like, you know, studying and on uh, or looking up things and, and doing some research and maybe some like other mediums like a movie or a TV show that's pretty historically accurate. Um those people were probably, like, usually killed, and it's like, oh, shit, like, but also, like, back then, I don't think, like, a lot of people were, like, really educated on, like, like, talking out of things like that, they were all just like, oh, let's fight now, oh, we'll settle the- settle this with a fight, and um, I'll meet your men out front, or whatever like that, they just settled everything with a fight, and I think what I would do is I would do my best to argue my way out of it, like, they had, they would be so stunned at the way that I would speak to them, and the way that I would handle myself, and they'd be like, oh, well, we have to let him go, because he just dropped all this knowledge, and then he spoke it so well, and then he was like, he, he was a very articulate with his words, and it made sense, and like, oh, yeah, he's he's good, he's fine. Like, I would think that I could make that pretty far in, in that situation, but I also think that my knowledge would eventually run out, and I think if... if but it would all depend on how far I would get. Say I talk myself all the way to becoming king of some some uh, nation or country or whatever. And I'm king now. So how does the world view me? Well, King Alex, what is your plan for harvesting these crops? How do we make all these things better? How do we do it faster? And I would say, like, well, do you have a plow? Do you have a, a tractor? Like, no, that we what is that? And then that's when my knowledge would be like, oh, wait, we don't have the materials or the the um the tools to do what i already know how things are done in today's world so then they'll be like hell oh, he's a fraud kill him he he led us into doing something uh that we never have done before and it doesn't make any sense because in the in in, in hindsight or or in, in, in when you boil it down i know nothing about like how things are made if you think about it like i know we have to farm to get vegetables and fruits and grain and all that we farm it yeah but i don't know how to actually farm it i'd be like well so what do we do oh you dig a hole you put some water on it or you cover the hole with the dirt and put some water and let the sun you know uh give it life hopefully that'll that'll work 
And then they do it and like, well, well, what do we, it's not working. What do we do wrong? Like, oh, wait, we need soil. We need manure. We need nutrients for the, for the soil to like, grow the plant. And I would have wasted an entire winter or spring doing it. And then we would have no, have no food for the winter. And then we would starve. And then I'd be like, oh shit. Well, yeah, I guess I should not have been in this position. I would probably suck at this time because I, I you know, it's just like a thing. Like I always think like, if I was actually king, and if I actually did get these people, like, you know, in a bad situation where they're like, oh, we can't grow anything, we can't do this, we can't do that, what are we supposed to do? Um, I'd be like, well, shoot, man, what do I do? And then I think, and then I walk back on that, what I'm saying, and I'm like, yeah, I probably wouldn't be able to succeed or do any better than what people were doing back then, because I, I, I'm, I'm just like you, you, and, 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 and everybody else, like, we think we know how to, how the world works and all that, and we think we know, like, how to do things, but in rea- reality, it's just like, you know, I don't really know all that much, I just kind of know the basis of it, the basics, and it's just like, that's how it's, I know it's supposed to happen, but I don't know, like, how to really, like, make it work, it's kind of a thing that I just, like, spout on about, I'm thinking, like, well, okay, so what if I went back even further, like, to the dawn of man, like, or the, the, ice age or whatever whatever like the cave people what if i went back in time and did that and then i'm like oh wait a minute i think i've met my people now because think about it way back let's talk about way back dawn of time right dawn of man or whatever cavemen neanderthals we got like how do how did they what was their one of the biggest things that when they were like doing like what can i invent something what can i show them maybe sooner than than what they've already and then it, when time progresses, how it would, would actually would have been, uh, oh, I know, I'll show them how, how the wheel works. D- years before it actually happened, I'll do that, and I'll see if that, if my little um, involvement or my, uh, my, uh, my addition to human knowledge affects us in the future, because what if I introduce the wheel, like maybe a thousand years or a hundred Hundreds, hundreds of years before it actually happened, what would that do? Would that project for the future to look a little bit different? Would we be more technologically advanced? What would happen? You know what I mean? But because like I'm dumb, dumbing myself down because all I know how to do is like work a wheel. I know how, to, how a wheel works, but I wouldn't know how to build the wheel because and then they'll be like, oh, how do we make the wheel then? Like I would draw them how it would work and we can use it to to roll um, carriages and roll um, food goods and all that. We don't have to like drag them or carry them or put them on our heads or whatever. We can just, you know, pull them with these, uh, this wheel. But then at the end of the day, I'd be like, Oh, I don't really know how to make it. Sorry. And then just like kind of apologize. And then I would eventually be killed. But that all kind of spewed off from allergies and all that. I just kind of wanted to talk about uh, a thing that happened in the, in in the news, Uh, cinnamon toast crunch cereal, uh, to be not my favorite cereal i mean it used to be but it it's it's a little too sugary too cinnamony and i i know i sound like i i sound very very old i know i do i know but i was never a big guy of sugary cereals growing up because i was never given them as a kid really like i, I would have to beg my parents like can we get this chocolatey cereal oh how about this one this one has cookie crisp my my family would be like or my parents would be like that's just milk and cookies alex i'm I'm not gonna make you even fatter than you are like they didn't say that but like i I knew that they were they were benefiting they were doing me a favor when they were giving me um multi-grain cheerios which i do like i like multi-grain cheerios uh, quite a bit it's my favorite cereal um but yeah cinnamon toast crunch in the news um apparently that there was these shrimp tails um found in a bag of uh 
found in a bag, which was in a box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And I, I saw that and I, I, I looked up, I, I questioned, like, wait a minute, how the hell does that even happen? Like, how, how would that happen? Like, is, 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 um, Forrest Gump and Lieutenant Dan showing up? Like, hey, we brought some shrimp here. Like, I, I, like, how would, how would anybody manage to get shrimp tails, which have clearly been, you know, the shrimp is out of there. There's no shrimp. It's just the tails. Like, you know, you bite off the shrimp and eat it. And then the shrimp tails are in the bag of cereal. Like, when I saw that, I was like, this cannot be real. Like, I'm thinking to myself, like, but, like, also, who would go to this, ex- this, this drastic, like, these drastic stakes to make it look real? You know what I mean? Like, it just seemed like, hmm, all right, this, this does seem a bit odd. But also, at the same time, I kind of think that who in their right mind would have the time, would think of this, and would actually want all this publicity, this, uh, all this, um, notoriety, this, uh, all this, you know, eyeballs at this person, like, of what's happening and all that, who would want that? And then it was, it wasn't just shrimp tails, but it was also looked like these black, like, spots or, like, these black things that, that were on, like, like, some of the pieces of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, like, it looked like they were baked into them, it looked like, for my, from what I saw, it looked a lot like rat droppings. Now, I, I, I wouldn't have known that, but recently, maybe about a month ago, I was cleaning out my garage, and one of the boxes had what looked like to be, uh, were rat droppings. I was told that they, those were rat droppings, and then I was like, okay, so they're kind of like these little, uh, you know, like these, um, shoot, like black little, like, maggots, or black, like, little, uh, kind of like a small, short worm type of thing, like really short, but look like that. And I'm like, oh, wow, that looks identical to what I was seeing in my garage in some boxes. Luckily, luckily I didn't find a mouse, thank God, I'm terrified. But like, still, like, that looks like, those were like, oh, yeah, that's, those got to be rat droppings. Like, that's fucking disgusting. Why would anybody think that? How, why would anybody think that somebody would do that? Like, the guy who um, started to put out notice on of it, of it was uh, verified on Twitter. Um... He's a rapper, but I can't remember his name at the moment, but, um, uh, I was a rapper, and then I was just, like, thinking, like, he's, and he called out General Mills, and General Mills responded, like, saying, like, oh, I'm paraphrasing, by the way, it was, like, they said, like, it's, like, uh, uh, like, pure sugar that wasn't mixed in or cooked in right away, and it's just, like, this sugary, cinnamony thing that we use in the ingredients that wasn't cooked all the way, and I'm, like, no, bro, that, that is a shrimp tail, like, I can tell from it. Like, it, it just looks like a shrimp tail. There is no way that that's sugar. And even if that is the sugar, why does it look like a shrimp tail? Shouldn't that be concerning, too? Like, wait, wait bro, what are we eating? <laughs> like, what's going on here? Like, I, you got, you, in no way, in no situation does General Mills winning out on this. One, if, if it is real, what you're saying is real, the, the shrimp tails thingies are... They are shrimp tails. But if those are actually sugar, what the fuck? What is that? Are you putting shrimp in the cereal? That's weird. And then two, wait a minute. You're claiming that these shrimp tails aren't shrimp tails. Well, yeah, that's what I already said. But, like, in no way they they win. They're, they're losing no matter what. So it's just, like, I don't see how any way, shape, or form 
possibility where they get out of this alive. And then you follow up on his his, his Twitter. Um, his he posts like DMs of what happened and all that. They're like, hey, what happened? We're sorry about this. We'll send you some boxes of cinnamon toast crunch. Like, like, like he wants that now. Like, well, who would want that? You know what I'm saying? Like, and like it was funny because he sent out like a. They told him in his DMs, and then he put it on his public Twitter to see. Like people were like, oh. Can you actually mail those shrimp tails so we can test them in our lab? And then he's like, yeah, I'll do it, but I'll only send you one. So that way I have proof that, and nobody can think that I'm insane. I was just like, that, that, this guy is, is going off, man. Like he knows that General Mills thinks that he's full of shit or they're trying to downplay it like he's full of shit and they're trying to save their ass so bad. But he's like, nah, bro, like, I'm not going to give you my evidence away. This was in your bag of cereal. I cannot give this away because if I do, I, I lose, you know, no matter what, it's done, it's over, so I like this guy, I like what he's doing, I like how he's, like, saying, like, hey, fuck you, General Mills, you fucked up, or, you know, whoever packaged it, like, I also heard it was, like, possibly Costco, something happened at Costco, where it was being, like, p- 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 packaged and all that, so it's, like, holy crap, so now we got General Mills, Costco, potentially being these people who want to put f- shrimp tails in cereal, like, also, this goes back to the allergy thing, people are allergic to shellfish so like we got to be careful about this man imagine if that that bag of cereal went to a family and the mother poured them a a, a big bowl and th- this kid a, a, was eating fucking uh cinnamon toast crunch and he eats a shrimp tail puffs up potentially what if he did die that would be a super super horrible thing they're lucky that didn't happen but still it's just like if you if you think about it it's like wow what could have happened we're lucky that this guy actually caught it and is like taking the taking it head on to general mills like or costco and saying like hey fuck faces i found this in my cereal i'm not going to give you the evidence because you're going to call me a fucking whack job and nobody's going to fucking believe me so it's like kudos to you man kudos to you i I like what you're doing uh don't fucking simp for general mills even though they're going to give you some free cereal fuck that do what you got to do uh do the do what the people want you to do i'm not saying like take them down or be like hey um, you know, wage war with them. No, but I'm saying is like, you shouldn't give them uh, the upper hand here because they can They clearly, what they want to do is they want to take that evidence and then say, no, it never happened, or no, it, this is what it is, or they'll say like, oh, we tested it and it's actually sugar. It's like, no, nah, you're not gonna give it to like a, a, a crustacean scientist. You're gonna say like you did, and then it comes back as sugar, and you're just gonna say that. You're gonna put that as a headline and all that, and everybody's gonna be like, oh yeah, it was just sugar. Nobody, nobody worry. Yeah. We didn't mess up. We're fine. It's like nah, bro. Like those were that was some hard evidence of, of shrimp, uh, rat droppings, and I also saw like a, a bit of a string, and I was like, a string? What is in, in cinnamon toast crunch? A string now? What's happening here? But that was just like it was such a bizarre thing, because you never would have expected anything like this to happen, and anything like that to go so far as for General Mills to come and say, oh yeah, that's just sugar we're fine, everything's fine, it's like, no, that's not fine, that's, it's actually funny, it's funny, but it shouldn't be funny, you know what I mean, like, it's just like, you wouldn't expect that to happen, but thank God it did, because you get a little bit of a laugh at it, now, this poor guy, what I've heard, he's had a bowl of cereal, and I'm not sure what happens if you eat rat shit, Um, I would assume something, you would feel very, very sick, um, I don't think he's came out saying that if he's feeling sick or he's got the flu or, you know, whatever, bacterial, whatever. 
But I hope he doesn't get sick because this guy's a fighter. He's a fighter and he knows what's up. He knows what's up. And I appreciate that. I I enjoy that. And I'm not saying to do that to every company because, it, they, you know, you're tired of a big company winning at all at all these things. But if no, but if they mess up like this and then they make themselves look like fools and gaslight a situation and make it even worse in a way. Well, first of all, that person who tweeted that or said that uh, about that's, that, that it's sugar made it even worse, because it's like, you're not fooling the public on this, man, you, you think you're so high and mighty, unlike these people, oh, the, oh, these, these basic people who buy our cereal, ha, 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 we'll tell them anything that they want, they don't need to know how we make their food, we'll make it so confusing and so weird, we'll just put other holes and loopholes for them to think that it's actually sugar, yeah, yeah, that's what we use, it's, it's a chemical that we use, but then it's like, no, you're overcomplicating it even more, so it sounds even more, more, less, it sounds even less believable, you know what I mean? Like, it just seems unrealistic. Now it seems, like, way far-fetched. You know what I mean? Like, there's a point where you go to with these companies. And this isn't just, like, with companies, you know, in general. But, like, if if you start to, like, it's, it's clearly obvious. We're people, right? Everybody does the same shit, whether you want to admit it or not. You've all been in a situation or caught in a lie, or caught in a scandal, or caught in something very, very bad, right? You, you get caught in something, and then you make things up. And usually, for the most part, almost everybody can pick up when you're bullshitting. So, when General Mills was caught bullshitting, clearly like this, it's like, oh yeah, that's something I would say. That's a lie that I would say. Everybody would say that. So, like, when you, they come out and saying that, it's like, oh yeah, these are people too. They're people. They would say this. They would make up a lie to do this because their ass is on the line. You know what? It, it makes so much sense. We keep thinking that these 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 Twitter accounts, these blue checkmark uh, corporations on on social media, Twitter, whatever, that they're that they're run by these like robots or AI to respond and program to respond to these complaints and all that, and say like, oh oh thanks, you know, all the pro appropriate punctuation and grammar, all perfect and all that. Oh yeah, no one ever thinks that. Oh yeah, that's a person. Yeah, it's a person. There's no way it's a fucking robot. You're out of your fucking mind if you think that that's it. So, like, when you see them actually um, fuck up and fumble it and try to make something up, it's funny. You can detect it. It's so easy. It's basic human. You can catch people in a lie. And, like, when you see that from a big company like General Mills, it's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. We got you. We got you. Everybody caught you. Everybody knows. You can't hide this forever. And then they're like, oh, we'll hide it, we'll, 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 we'll have lawyers, or we'll, we'll turn the press, and it's like, well, you probably will, but nobody's going to forget about this, nobody's going to forget about that, and I'm sure General Mills has gone, gotten, probably gone some bad sales since this happened, I mean, I can just picture, like, there, there's, like, so many people out there that as soon as bad news strikes like this, like, uh, you know, and not even be like just cereal, but like, maybe like a breakout an E. coli and like a vegetable or a meat or fruit or whatever, they people are quick to react about that they're quick to react on bad news and they're just like oh don't eat uh, you know don't obviously if it's like an e coli or whatever it's recalled it's all brought back because that's a super bad thing and that shouldn't be happening you shouldn't be eating that or buying it even then because they, they fucking recall it so like when that happens even with cereal and we know right now it's just one box we think but i would be hesitant to you know buy or get a cereal box from general mills or anything in that general area wherever that was i would just be like no 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 don't do it it's not worth it yet um when we get like the confirmation of it being a shrimp tail which it clearly is a shrimp tail um then you'll be like ah okay so they did fuck up and they tried very hard to cover it up but they couldn't do it it's kind of funny yeah, but what do you think is going to happen, though? You think that there's going to be, like, a new cereal out there be called, like, Cinnamon Toast Shrimps? 
cinnamon shrimp toast. Maybe that there's going to be like, I saw somebody say like on a, oh shoot, I can't remember, but somebody said like, oh, they're going to put like, um, um, whenever they put like a new marshmallow in a, a Lucky Charms, it's going to be a shrimp now. That, that would be so funny. That would be so funny. Or there's, there'll be like another, um, somebody, uh, another cereal company would be like, no, we don't have shrimp tails in our cereal or whatever. That's going to be funny when the clapbacks happen and when the jokes happen because or like the memes start coming out because there's already a bunch of memes and all that but like when the jokes start coming out when like people the companies on twitter or social media try to like one up each other now it's like well at least we didn't have uh, shrimp tails in our cereal it's like that's so funny because again that's exactly what people do we try to one up each other it makes you think like yeah these aren't these can't be robots or ai or whatever it's just like there's people it's funny and sometimes you get like a you know you'd see like a uh a twitter um, account for like a big company and then they put like emojis and all that and all that shit and it's like oh yeah it's a person or you wouldn't expect them to do that because there's like a such a high uh, powerful company like again like a General Mills or whatever but it's just like when you see that it's it's like it's almost like a little bit like uh, you check yourself a bit because it's like should you be tweeting like this do you want people to see it like this or are you fine with that do you feel like it's gonna hinder business or whatever i guess not but like it's just it's kind of funny to see that because you always think that when you tweet something or when your friends tweet something you always have this way of tweeting it and you have this way of saying your point or your piece or whatever on twitter the way that you do like i always when i tweet and i don't tweet that often but when i do i always capitalize and i always period everything period 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 now i probably don't put commas in correctly but then you know i mean again it is t- twitter um what do you want me to do but i always do capitalize you know first letter all the time and then a period absolutely a period if i have to put the letter uh, the word okay okay period I'm not the person who spells out okay. I don't put O-K-A-Y, period. No, I don't do that. I'm not crazy. I'm not saying that you are if you do that, but, like, I just feel like I'm just going to put okay, period. It's shorter. Like, remember, like, when we had, like, those, uh, um, back in the day when cell phones were, like, actually phones and they had, like, a keypad and all that, and you had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and all the, the letters were, like, three to a piece or three to a button, and you had to, like, uh, double triple tap one or two to get a c and then you had to do do so many different like combinations of button pressing just to make out a sentence and then i remember like when they introduced t9 where it was like an ai thing where it would like guess what you were typing and most of the time it got it right and i was i was kind of surprised and then and then the that's but that's when you would like shorten letters or shorten words or misspell words but you you knew how how it sounded like it like you would say school spelled s-c-h-o-o-l but in text terms back in the day like i'm talking about like maybe 2006 would be school s-k-o-o-l like you would skip the s-c-h and make it sound and look cooler when you say that or t-b uh Oh, what is it? IDK. I don't know. IDK. I still use that sometimes. Or LOL back in the day. Or um, I see you. I see you. Nowadays, when when I text or when I tweet or whatever, I spell everything out because I have a full a full keyboard. I don't really need to be like it doesn't. It's not a big waste of a time if I spell out the entire word because I have every letter right there. I can do whatever I want. There's no hesitation. There's no like multiple button tapping or whatever it's just like so seamless i just know how to spell it and and then if you have an iphone you have um word suggestions that they pop up when you're spelling out a word so it's super easy man i mean like back i just like 
you know, the, 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 the spelling of O-K-A-Y out, I guess, is kind of like what I said, like, you spell everything out, but I, even though, like, I was always saying and spelling okay, O, and then K, like, I never said it like O-K-A-Y, I know, like, my brother does it, but, like, I just, I never, I never understood, I never understood why they did it, it just seems so foreign, like, not foreign, but, like, it just seems so, um, weird, and, like, just, like, doing it just because you can do it, I, I just, I don't know, man, it was just, it was weird, and then, like, you, you just, like, get over it, but it's just, like, why, why do you do that, I have no idea, or is it kind of, like, the same way, like, some people don't spell words out correctly today, like, they'll, they'll still shorten it or abbreviate it, it's just, like, why, you have a full keyboard, I, I never thought, like, you had to do that, like, I remember, like, when, like, the first keyboard, fully keyboarded phones, like, besides BlackBerry were coming out, um, Samsung had one where you can, like, slide it up, and, like, there was a full keyboard, but it was, like, a very tiny keypad, and I don't have, like, very tiny thumbs either, so it's just, like, it's a bit of a hassle to do that, and I get it, but, like, I was always a big fan of the phones that you were sideways, and, you like, flip them up, and then you got the full keyboard that way. It felt a little bit more, um like actual keyboard, like a, on a computer, it felt like more like I had more room to type or more room to uh, compose a message or whatever. I didn't feel so cramped about it. And nowadays, like you, you know, you text on an iPhone and it's not even like as like, it's not even that wide unless you turn it like to the wide mode. But like, if you didn't, then it'd be like a narrow version of a keyboard. So it's not, not that big of a deal, but like, I just remember being like one of those, always wanting one of those uh, keyboarded phones because they were just so, they just felt like, they felt better. They felt like they were, obviously that they cost more, but they just felt like you, um, back in the day, if you, if phones were like a big show of your status in like junior high and high school. Like if you had like a big phone or a nice phone, like you, they, that, that like signed, like signaled kids like, oh, this guy's got money or this guy has rich parents or whatever. I remember like uh, when the first iPhone came out, the, the dude who had it in one of my science classes, I was like, dude, that's so cool that's sick, that's a tight phone, bro, like, I've never seen a phone like that, and, like, and it has, like, and I remember, like, touching, like, the key, the keyboard, and touching the screen, and typing out something when he let me do it, and it was just so crazy, because, like, the screen, like, the, the touch screen was so responsive, because back then, my father had a Palm Pilot, which was, like, a little, uh, like, a planner type thing that had, like, a stylus, so that was, like, one of the first touchscreen things that I've seen, and then besides, like, a Nintendo DS, which I think was a little bit after the iPhone, I think. I can't remember when that came out. But, like, that was also done by a stylus. And you could also use your finger, but it wasn't as precise. But I remember just typing with that iPhone, the very first one, like the big giant one that was, like, silver and black on the back. I remember typing on it. It was just so, it felt like it was, like, new technology that I've never seen before in a screen. It, like, it was so responsive. There was no lag. There was no, like delay there was it, it never messed up it knew what I was saying at like typing or it, it didn't like over type or mistype or whatever it was just so precise and I was just like wow this is really like something like this is like a breakthrough in phone technology and like I remember like seeing like the press conferences and all that like oh you can even go on the internet on your phone you can you listen to music you can text you can call you can do everything I remember those back in the day those iPhone commercials were like almost like a like, a, hey, look at this new religion here. Come to the iPhone side. You can get all this. You can get all that with the slow music, the piano music. The uh, it, it just felt like they were trying to take over the world with their music. Like, hey, we've gotten something that is a big breakthrough. 
everybody should have every everybody should know about it and research it and get one of them because they're going to change the world. I'm telling you, man, that's what it felt like. It was just like so cool and it was so different and I've never seen like a big campaign for a phone like that really ever really because I back then like phone commercials were like very like poppy uh, snappy um, they weren't like uh, almost like unveiling a new thing it was just like an upgrade like a like we went from buttons to a keyboard to a touchscreen that wasn't that good and then this one was just like no we're first of all we're all touchscreen and one button that was another big thing one or I guess two I guess and then the volume up and down for your iPhone or your iPod but like one button for home that was it just one button that blew my mind back then I was just like wait a minute you only have one button how do you hang up the phone oh you just push it on the screen like oh wow that's just it's so crazy so yeah I mean just like the the evolution of phone technology of what it was back mate maybe 15 years ago, maybe a little bit more, but, like, has jumped so much now, like, on my phone now, the phone, like, today in your pocket, like, I have an iPhone XS, and it's pretty good, like, the battery's actually still pretty good, I got this back in maybe, when it came out, I can't remember when it came out, but maybe, like, 2017, 2018, but it was, it's, it still runs really well, and it's just, it's a really good phone, and it hasn't, like, like, wear down all that much, really, I remember I had an iPhone 6 Plus before it, and that phone actually was running pretty down pretty quick and you know before i got my new one it was it the battery kind of sucked it was laggy it uh the home button was starting to fuck up um i remember that was another big problem with the iPhones like later and before they got this like new touch button thing was the button would sometimes lose its clickability and once that happened i remember like oh man my phone what if my phone like fails and like i can't like click at home or whatever the home button doesn't work and then you had to they put this thing like in like a you would ha- have like this little quick time button like thing on your touch screen that you would like drag from side to side to put it there in case your button would fuck up that way the phone can still go to home and do screenshots and whatever and do that but i was just like damn man that was such a big problem back in the day now that there's like no button it's a bit it's it's just it's great because the home button is pretty solid or the the sleep button actually the home button was the one that was just horrible bad 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 all right let's get into sports how about that a little, little bit of sports uh this week was march madness and i have to say oh boy i know i know that last week i was saying like it's such it's not very good at basketball i get the pump and circumstance i get all that i get the big alma maters i get it all but i'm not really it's not the best and i let me tell you this I will say the one thing. I was right about the quality of the basketball. It it still isn't that good. It's gotten a bit better in some games and other games it's just out the door. Really bad. But I forgot one thing about March Madness that I love so much. I love about all sports and I love every competition really in sports. I love, 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 love. And I've come, I can't believe that I forgot about it because... And then I remembered, oh, wait a minute. In 2020, we did not have a March Madness. That's why I forgot about it. The drama of March Madness, man, is intoxicating. It is so much fun. And I just, like, I knew when I recorded last week, so I was saying, like, I'm probably not going to watch it. I almost ended up watching almost every single game. Not for the basketball quality, though. The drama. Because drama went down, guys. Drama went down, and it was just... I couldn't look away because... 
at the end of the day, we're in the Sweet, sweet 16 now, and, and, and we have four Pac-12 teams in the Sweet 16. Isn't that crazy? Now, I'm from California, and I went to Fresno State. Uh, shout out to the Bulldogs, woof woof. Um, but I, I would have dream, I would love have to have gone to a, a USC, a UCLA, an Oregon. I went to uh, Eugene not to tour the school. I'm not smart, but like I just went there for a road trip and I saw some of the campus. I'm like, oh, I could go here. That this would be cool. Um, but I, I, I know like my uncles that went to USC. One of them went to UCLA. Um, and it was just like, you know, I, would, I wouldn't mind going to those schools. I always knew I couldn't go because I was so fucking dumb. But I, I in a way, I respected them, those schools. I kind of rooted for them. If they weren't um, if they weren't playing Fresno State, it, I would obviously root for my Fresno State. But, like, if they weren't, I would be like, oh, yeah, I, I would like to see USC be better in football. Or, you know, because, like, why not? California, whatever. But it's just like now you look at the Sweet 16 and who's in it and, and who's not in it. I mean, who would have thought that this year in the Sweet 16, potentially going to go to the Elite Eight, we would have UCLA, USC, Oregon, Oregon State. I'm just saying it like that way. And Oregon, Oregon State. Those teams would be potentially moving on. And Duke and Kentucky are not even in the tournament. Is crazy, right? This is probably the most unpredictable, full-drama uh, tur- tournament that we've had in years, bro. Years. Like, I can't... Re- we have this other, like, 16th seed, Oral something. I can't remember the name. I know I'm disrespecting them, but, like, they beat... Oh, shoot. I can't even remember who they beat, but, like, we have teams like Illinois, Iowa, Michigan State not even making it. So it's like, this year is totally unpredictable, and nobody would have guessed any of this to happen because it's just so crazy and then it's just like also another thing is like like knowing the stories of march madness and what's happening the cinderellas i forgot about all that shit like i knew it was happening but it's just like having that year off that tragic tragic year off of march madness i and and watching it now i just remembered of how much i did enjoy just the drama of it and i think that's just like kind of what we all like about it is like we know it's not as good as you know uh the NBA as quality of basketball. We, we we know that. And we all kind of think like, well, it should sort of be because this is like this next step to the NBA. This is how the kids get to the NBA. This is where they get drafted and all that. Scouted, recruited, whatever. And it's just like, they should be doing a little bit better. But you, you get the point. But it's just like, ah, seeing this all happen, seeing it all go down, seeing the coaches, the the teams. The, I mean, who would have guessed that freaking... Um, Oh, what's the sh- the team from Chicago with uh, Sister Jean? What's what's the name? Loyola, I think. Loyola? Yeah, I think. But, like, you look at those peop- those guys on their team, like, and you look at the peop- the guys who they beat, Illinois, and then it's just like, how has that even happened? How did they beat them handedly, too? Like, they beat them with, like, m- no mercy. Like, they were just like, we're on a mission now. We know that you're Illinois. You're the... You're the and there were the small school, and but we're gonna beat your ass, and they did. And like you look at that team, and it's like it's got a bunch of Alex Caruso looking motherfuckers. What I'm saying is they got people who look look like they can be pizza drivers, pizza delivery men. It's crazy, but it's just like it, you know, no disrespect to my pizza drivers out there, but it's just like you would not expect those guys, those men, those kids to beat these guys like that. So that's what I missed, and I loved, and I love watching it again. And it's just like, hmm. We're, we're getting back there. We're, we're coming back. We're coming back. 
and it's just like, oh, man, if, if you, I understand if you don't like sports and you don't like March Madness or college basketball, this would be an obviously out. I'm out of it. I don't care about this and I get it. But for somebody who likes sports and who likes passion, and who likes drama, oh boy, there's nothing quite like, like March Madness every year. Oh, it really is nothing like it because it's just so unexpected. It's everybody who does a bracket is like, oh my God, like 10 brackets, 20 brackets, 30 brackets. This year I did one because I knew that it would be wrong. And I'm kind of getting to the point where I just like don't want to fill out a bracket anymore. I really don't because I look at it and I'm like, okay, this should happen. This has to happen. This probably won't happen. I'll do the opposite or this won't happen. I'll do the opposite of that. I remember back in the day, I think it was like maybe 2013, I was when I was really getting into it as a, as a young kid. Uh, not not really young, but I was really getting into it and I was just like I made like I think the most I made was like maybe 5 brackets. So I made a bracket where every number one, or every higher seed would win every single game. Then I made one that was every lower seed would win every game. So every I, I made actually a bracket where like the, the, the winner would be the 16th seed, and I'm like, that's totally not going to happen, but, but, you know, what if it did? And then I made one when I would flip a coin on everyone, okay, heads, heads for this team, tails for that, 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 that team. And I did that in the opposite way, tails wins, and then did that, you know, all over again. I just thought of these weird, weird ways to make it, you know, just how do, how do I make this as random as possible? Because Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Moe was getting just too redundant. It was it's predictable. I'm like, how do I make this so random and so weird that it could possibly end up being uh, the most craziest bracket that you've ever done? But um, it ends up going not, not fully there, but like pretty close. You know what I mean? Like I've always wanted to be one of those like last few people. There's always like maybe like, shoot like maybe 14 million brackets that are submitted before the tournament starts and then always after day one always everybody says everybody reports that there are only like a hundred brackets left after day one and then you're just like damn bro what if i was one of those people like do i get like like press at my house do i get an inter interview do i get something i've always wondered like what happens to those people who have like the perfect brackets still but I, it's never really happened after the after day one, and then day two is just like boom, or, or uh, it's like over. It, it dies quickly because it's just like there's no way. It's like it's like not even possible to get a perfect bracket unless you're from the future. So looking back at it, it's just like I I missed it so much. It's it's been a while. It's been fun, and I I know I've said it millions of millions of times. It's not the quality of basketball that matters, and I get that. It really isn't. It's all about the drama, baby the drama, the stakes, and just seeing, like, watching a number one seed fall to a 16th seed is probably, it, you can go two ways. You could hate it with all your guts because of your bracket, or you can love it because you're, you're like me and you love chaos, and you love madness, because watching that team, watching Loyola destroy, manhandle Illinois, is so funny and so comedic and so just not supposed to happen but does and it happens with a force is just one of the like most like best things that that could happen it's like in star wars when the rebels beat the empire 
It's not supposed to happen, but it does. And you feel good about it. You feel amazing. You're like, hey, I feel great. The underdog won. I feel good. The number one who was supposed to win it all lost in a most embarrassing fashion. And take that for being so um, full of yourself. F off. We won. We're the little guys and we just beat your ass. I like there's just something about that that, it, that is so like intoxicating that you want to just watch more of them you want to see how they you know be a champion for them you want to just see what they do and it's just like i like seeing that i like seeing why because it's so uh, not scripted it's so not possible it's so not thought of it's so not predicted that that's why i like that so much and that's why i think i have a little bit of a problem with the the nfl and the nba a bit what i mean is that I remember when the Warriors had, like, when they were, like, loaded. They had Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, Andre Iguodala, David Lee, uh, Kevon Looney. They had Steve Kerr coaching, Mike Brown assistant coach. They had everybody. They were loaded. And I just remember, like, seeing, like, hearing Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman debating, like, who's going to be champion? Everybody was like, stop it. We all know that the Golden State Warriors are going to, are going to freaking be there at the end. They're probably going to win. And wouldn't you know, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. And that's when I kind of got a little bit sour on the NBA and sometimes the NFL too with the New England back in the day. It's like it was just almost so predictable. And it was almost so like, oh, I know what's going to happen. I know like this has to happen. It's just like it was either the, the Warriors LeBron, because LeBron always goes to the super teams and makes them like, oh yeah, everybody come here and play with me, play with me and get me another ring, and then after that we'll talk later, maybe you'll come back, maybe you won't, I've always didn't like that about like the NBA and basketball in general, it's because like they always had this mentality of like building these super teams and building these dynasties and building like totally making it unfair for everybody else by the way, like if you really think about it, the NBA is very starter heavy, but when you go to the benches of NBA uh, NBA teams, I mean, it's just like the, the the talent just drips. It drops a lot because like there isn't a lot of things like a lot of like uh, bench players working their way up to become starters all that much. It doesn't you don't really see it that much. It, it's always like pretty much you stay with that job. You stay at what you do. And at times it's like, well, how does that like I, I don't see like do they just settle for like being a bench player? I doubt that, but, like, it's just, like, is is there just, like, a this big, like, hole that once you become a bench player, you're just kind of a bench player. You don't want to be a starter, and you just, like, no, oh, no, I, I'm never going to be better better than Kevin Durant or LeBron James or better than Steph Curry. Like, is that really what – it just feels like I get a little bit of a vibe about that, like, when that happens. It just, it just seems like once they've made it to the bench, it's, like, over. We're done. We got our spot, and that's all we need. Like, you don't see that much in, like, a sport like uh, – football or soccer really especially soccer because i've watched some dog uh uh what, what is it called on amazon it's the now or nothings and there's a couple on there and you watch it and like I've, I've been a pretty big fan of soccer for a while i played it as a kid i i played a lot of fifa at times i was like either i supported barcelona manchester city manchester united i, I you know i was a, a i would always follow the big clubs with the big names and the big signings and all that but I, you watch those uh, docu series, and you really get as from an American's perspective because I, I didn't know how it really worked. I just kind of assumed it was like American sports, 
But when you watch it and you learn how like the cultures and the players are with it, it's like battling every single day just to maintain your starting position. Like if fucking like a winger or like somebody else is dipping their form or not being as confident or not scoring as many goals or giving the ball away, the coach or the manager would be quickly to yank you for somebody else on the bench. And then, like, with no, you know, no, like, uh, no hesitation either. You know, in the NBA, NFL, you kind of see, like, coaches would be like, oh, come on, you can do a next game, better next game, better next time. And keep saying, like, oh, we'll get them again. Just keep practicing, keep getting better. And they're always like, yeah, we believe in you. He's he's our guy. We, we believe that. In Europe, fuck no. That's not even an option. It's whoever can do it, do it. If you're sucking, if you're Harry Kane, uh, striker for Tottenham, if he was dipping in form, the coach would yank him out and be like, you're not starting, it's over. You can you could return, but like, you're not going to get much playing time. And then that just kind of like dwells on them. And they're like, they're almost in like this like betrayal phase. And I'm just so like amu- amazed by it because I've never thought it was even like that. I always thought it was like American sports where they're just like, oh yeah, you'll get better, you'll be there. But and again, it's always not always like, you know, sunshine and rainbows in American sports either. Like, I remember when um, uh, Carson Wentz, he got benched for Jalen Hurts uh, with the Eagles. That was kind of a thing like that. But also, I think like, that the Eagles just kind of like, you know, like, yeah, Carson's our guy for a little too long. And then he just like kind of imploded at the end. And then I was even worried about Carson Wentz. I was like, is this guy like just like lost everything? Like, is he, his confidence has got to be gone. His, it's almost like his fundamentals just escaped him. Like, he was just, he seemed so lost on the football field. I was just like, what happened to this guy? He was, 2017, he was leading the Eagles to the Super Bowl. And I know he got hurt and all, but like, and then Nick Foles eventually won the game, won the Super Bowl for them. But I was just like, what is that? What happened to this guy? He, he was like a number two pick or something like that. It was a pretty high first round pick. I was just like, this guy has lost everything. And then I think last week, last Friday, uh, on the Pat McAfee show, he actually had him on his show before like, before ESPN or all the big networks and all that. And I was actually kind of surprised because I never would have thought that the little Pat McAfee show, which has gotten bigger and better, by the way, got Carson Wentz because, well, again, because Pat McAfee is stationed in Indiana, Indianapolis, I think. But like, it was just like, it was so weird because he was asking him questions like, did you like mentally like have a breakdown or anything like that? And he was just like, no, like everything was just like not going our way. Nothing was happening. Nothing was going well. It's not like I didn't lose my confidence or my my sanity. It was just like nothing was going our way. And I get that as a player. Like when nothing is going your way, it's hard not to slip into like madness or blaming people or or, or um, just being like in this total um, bubble and of your confusion of what's happening and why am I not performing well? Oh, this is the game that I grew up playing. I love it. I played it all my life, and now I suck at it. Now I can't get a real grip on myself. Like, what's happening? I get that. I understand that. And watching him, like, say, like, yeah, man, I was just, nothing was going on. Um, everything was going bad. And then when he got pulled out by the Eagles, he was like, no, I didn't take it anything personal. The coach made the decision that he had to make. I was fine with it. I wasn't playing good. And I was just like, wow. I, because that, you know, when I saw it happen and when I was watching the games, I was like, Bro, Carson Wentz looks horrible. He looks like he's just lost everything. And just seeing that out, out of, like, the interview was just like, oh, thank God. Because I thought that he was just, like, on the verge of losing his mind. And seeing, the, comparing those to, like, uh, um, European soccer, it's, it's completely different. And watching that happen is just, like, 
it is if when i first saw it i was like damn that's like relentless that's like it's like there's no friendships here there's no like kumbaya there's nothing it's just like can you perform or can't you are you good or are you not if you are good do the job if you can't i'm gonna replace you i was just like that's kind of a shock man that's crazy all right a bit that's how last week when i had my show it was thursday it is thursday again march 25th and i've totally kind of forgot that the next day would be the premiere of the marvel set marvel studios the falcon and the winter soldier I already told you my thoughts about WandaVision and that how I was I was excited about this or sort of excited because again the show does go back to the roots of Marvel being a very much an action driven uh, um, entertainment show movie whatever it's very action it's very character driven comedy and all that and I'm thinking when I'm watching it this is going to be a non spoiler so don't worry I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, but I, I watched it and I was, I was very, I was very, um, I was, I, I thought that the show had a good start. I think that, that, uh, it started off with, a, you know, very well, very strong. Um, and then it got a little bit more into the nitty gritty of both, uh, Sam and Bucky. And I liked that a lot. I liked that. I enjoyed that because, much like Wanda and Vision, you you know that they're important. You know that they're 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 the sidekicks to their you know their their boys. You know, being Sam was a sidekick to Captain America, and Bucky or not, he was he was a they were both sidekicks to Captain America or yeah, Captain America yeah. And um, they were kind of fighting over who's loyal to Cap more. Um, who they're like butting heads with each other like oh i know Sam, Sam, steve more than you like who knows steve more me no me i do but it was fun to see like how like um they you dug into them deeper and you dug into them like see what goes on in their head and how they've coped with the loss of captain america and how they do it in a different way and how they all have different lives and how they 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 don't really like it's like their work as Avengers and then they go back to their real world. How do they do that? What What is it like for them? Do they have problems? Do they have PTSD? Do they struggle at home? What happens? You get all that. You see what happens. You understand where they're coming from. And I liked it. I enjoyed it because, again, I am not trying to... Uh, um, I guess this might be like one of the first times I, I don't try to overblow what this show is about. What it is titled is what it is. It's about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And it's not going to be, I probably not yet, but maybe in the future it might be this big grand thing. Who knows? But like from what I've done my research on, from what I've seen, from what I've heard, this is only going to be a six-part show, a miniseries, if you will. It'll be limited. It's going to be, once it's done, it's done. And I like that. I enjoyed that because if you if you take a look at what's happened with Marvel with WandaVision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, what I essentially am seeing is that Marvel has said, let's just take our movie formula, you know, what we've done, you know, for over a decade now, what we've been done with the movies, let's take that formula and let's make it into a, a limited series, make it like a six-hour-long movie and put as much as we can and then we'll move on to the next one because I'm thinking like, and I was talking to some of my friends and my brothers about this, and they were, they were saying that 
some of them thought that they wanted more of the show, more seasons, more more episodes. And I was thinking like, mm, that that I can see why you would want that. I could see that, but I don't think that the characters themselves, right now, as of they are right now, because they're still there. There's no Avengers yet. If you've spoil spoiler, if you haven't seen Infinity War Endgame, but they're not really a team right now. They're all separated. So like this wouldn't make it would make sense to have this, you know, wrap up and then continue potentially, but do be with other people. It wouldn't really be called the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It'd be called something else. Like, what if, let's just say, if Sam the Falcon becomes Captain America in the end? Then you wouldn't have to have it as the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Then it would be the new Captain America or just Captain America. So it kind of makes sense why I, why you would want it to continue. I get that. But it's just like, well, what if their stories progress so much? And what if they, you know, do more things and introduce more people that it can't just be about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier anymore? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's more than that. It's kind of like how you, um, if you look at The Mandalorian, The Mandalorian in Season 1 is completely different from Season 2. Completely different. It introduce, introduces more characters. It takes more does more um, different types of episodes. It does uh, different angles, different stuff. New characters leave. Others come in. And it's just, it feels like it's a completely different show, really. It doesn't really fit, like, season one to season two really uh, bridges a gap. It doesn't, like, cross a bridge. It doesn't really, like, this story arc goes into this one. There's a couple, but not a lot in every episode. They don't all attach that much from season to season. So what I'm thinking is that they're just going to have like a new series, a new show that maybe they'll be in it because there's also movies. Remember they they have to keep tying these into the movies and all that. So I think that they're, they're saying like, Oh, we don't want to like drag on a show for multiple seasons because, and then they will be in the movies. Maybe they won't be in the movies. It all depends on the contracts and what they sign. Because I mean, if you think about it, man, Anthony Mackie and um, Sebastian Stan have signed on for so many Marvel pro- Marvel like shows you got when they first came on in Winter Soldier, uh, uh, Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity War, um, this, you know, even more things, I think, that I'm forgetting, but, like, they're in, like, these so many things, and they're also doing other things as well, but, like, so maybe they don't have the time to freaking ke- coming back to Sam and Bucky, like, it just doesn't seem like they, they can't afford to do that, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's tying them down so much, because I remember, like, back then, like, when they signed like Robert Downey Jr. to be Iron Man, they signed him for like for, for like eight movies or something like that. It was just like a big, big deal and big uh, contract. It's like holy crap, I'm gonna be locked down for ever. Like, am I, am I gonna do anything else? So it's just like maybe that's it. Maybe it's just like I, I, I just don't see like them, them doing it in a six part series. To me, is perfect because it leaves you the opportunity to to create a new show from it. Maybe take a break from them. Maybe just not have them and everything because. The MCU, man, it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger because they're going to add the Fantastic Four, the X-Men, potentially Deadpool. So it's just like, you got to be careful, man. You can't you can't just have them, you know, being having a new season every year of Bucky and Sam. It's just, or Wand and Vision. It's just, it's going to get a little bit repetitive. And I get it. Like, I, I, I am not the person that's saying that, give me new seasons. If I see that it's done... Or I see that it's not, it's not, um, uh, there's no need for it to continue. I'll be fine with it, personally. I don't think that any anybody would want it to keep going if it ended great. 
Like, this is exactly what I said about WandaVision. Like, WandaVision ended so well for its own, on its own feet, on the show that it is, the, the show that it's all about. It ended well. It didn't need Doctor Strange, uh, Reed Richards. It didn't need any of that. It, it was its own thing. And I think if people start to over uh, overthink what's going to happen or um, think, oh, it should go in this way or this person should be in it or it would make so much sense if this person was in it or this character or this happened. It's just like, well, now you're getting into a bit of a, a greedy um, a greedier uh, approach to it. Like, oh, this needs to happen or I won't be happy if this doesn't happen or something like that. You, you've got to be careful as a consumer to remember that this isn't our show we're not writing it somebody else is writing it we're just watching somebody else's art you know what I mean so it's just like you got to be you got to remember all that because I I know as a fan and as a as a comic book reader or whatever you were in the past and you have a certain connection to these characters and all that and you have a certain like uh you feel like you're above the person who's just like a a watcher of the movies or whatever you're above that yeah I get that I understand that you have a certain connection to it but at the same time, you got to think, like, this is all, we're all spending money here. We, we got money to make, but we also need to save up money to spend on other things. If we don't think that this is going to be um, needed and we can make something else, we got to do the other thing. You know what I mean? So it's just like, we can't just keep doing this one thing. That's why I believe that if, after um, season three of The Mandalorian, it might be over for The Mandalorian. Like, I think that he'll possibly pop up in the other shows maybe a movie but i think that the mandalorian the show will end after season three only because uh spoiler baby yoda grogu went with luke skywalker so it's like baby grogu was like like the, the heart and soul of that show basically so after him leaving with luke skywalker at the end of season two, it's just like, well, where's the emotional pull from? Where's the heart at? Where's the soul of the show? It almost seems like now they got to create something else or do whatever or just like make a new uh, heart and soul of the show because like that was like one of the big things that everybody loved about The Mandalorian was Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda was everywhere. He was a big, he became a pop culture icon like within a week. I remember like when everybody was waiting for Disney Plus to come out, and everybody was going to watch The Mandalorian, everybody was going to say, how is this going to be? The first Star Wars live-action TV show is going to be good, bad, okay, what's going to happen? And I remember after that one episode, everybody was talking about Baby Yoda. At the time, he did not have a name, so everybody was just calling him Baby Yoda. And they, the, the studio, Lucasfilm and Disney, went to the extent to say, we cannot ship any toys of this. I know it's a big part of our uh, how we're going to make money and, and products and all that and toys sales and all that. I know that it's a big thing that what we do, but we need to hold off on this because the reveal and the fans are going to lose their minds and all that. And thank God that they listen because if you start put, putting out toys for like Baby Yoda in the Mandalorian and people see that I guarantee you it is not going to be as big of an impact as you as it would have been if it just came out and you saw oh that's a fucking baby Yoda what is that who is he is he Yoda's son what happened did Yoda shack up with Yaddle what happened like that'd be such a waste of a of, of a revealing and I guarantee you it would not have had as big of an impact as it did 
when it originally was debuted. I guarantee you it just wouldn't have that much magic or heart to it. So what they did and what John Favreau and Dave Filoni did when saying like, we cannot sell these toys. We cannot until they actually see it. And 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 it was it was it was a bad it wasn't a good thing because I remember like people who then once the toys went on sale, it took like them over a year to get the toy. Like shoot man. Like they were so backed up on it because they the demand of the toy when it when it was when they saw it and when the demand of the toy is just like they can't keep up with it and it's just like wow imagine if they you know put out like a regular toy and everybody saw it and everybody was like oh what's this toy oh baby yoda and the mandalorian well cool whatever i guarantee the impact wouldn't have would not have been as good not as big not as fulfilling not as not as good i guarantee you that so that's why things are going to happen with the Falcon Wear Soldier. Going to be a one season, one series thing, limited, do its thing, be done with it. Maybe, maybe open the door for a new show, a new movie potentially. You know, they're still making movies at Marvel, so that could happen too. But I think once it's done, everybody's going to be like, if it ends well, then it will be over. It will be done, and we'll all be satisfied. And hopefully that nobody wants another season and they can move on with these characters and put them in other things and do other things with them. Because this is just like going to be like, I feel like these shows are going to be like Iron Man one. They're going to be big setups to other things, greater things, bigger things. That's what WandaVision did. WandaVision was a big setup to introduce Agatha, magic, witches, even though that was already kind of in there, but like now the potential of Doctor Strange in it or whatever, it's a big setup because Marvel wants to continue to make these things for years and years and years to come. Years. So they're not going to, they're going to, they know what they're doing. I've, you know me, I've criticized Marvel heavily whenever I think that they need to be criticized. Whether it be a, a movie, I still think that Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is like is their worst film ever. It's really bad. That's my opinion, though. And I, I think Infinity War is better than Endgame. I, I do. But I, I, I can't doubt them, and I can't deny them, that they, with a shadow of a doubt, have no idea what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. They've been doing this for over a decade with Kevin Feige, and he literally has not stepped, skipped a beat. He has been on point with everything that he's done, Except for Guardians 2, but that's just my opinion. But, like, he has just been having knockout home run after home run after home run. He's been doing it so well. And every time you think that they could potentially not be as good or fail, he, he, he just proves you wrong every time. So I can no longer prove wrong, or I can no longer say that he doesn't know what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. Exactly what he's doing. And I got to take my hat to him because he's been doing it for over a decade and it's just continuing to make money, continuing to to have make people love these characters, make people freaking um he got people to love Iron Man back in 2008. I, I, I didn't know that back in the day that Iron Man was like B-tier character. I thought he was like a bigger character, but it turns out like with the comic book people say like he wasn't even that big of a character like Captain America, Iron Man, those were, those were like the B-tier like when we talk about A-tier Marvel, like Spider-Man, Wolverine, uh, Hulk, those guys were like A-tier. I know that Hulk came shortly after, but like Wolverine and Fantastic Four were all pretty big characters and all that. But Spider-Man was their number one, but they didn't have him at the time. So it's just like, how do you make a universe with Iron Man? Well, you, you cast Robert Downey Jr. is what you do. You you cast Robert Downey Jr. And you make it a, a fun movie with a good characters, with a funny jokes even though I think that the jokes have gone a little bit too far in some movies. Uh, the WandaVision tamed that a bit, but 
we'll see in the future. But um, it just continues to go, grow, continues to impress, and continues to prove me wrong and others wrong. So kudos to you, Marvel. You're doing a good, great job. Great job. <clears throat> and I'm not trying to be sarcastic. I actually think that they're doing a very, very good job. Well, that's going to be it for this episode today. A little bit shorter, a little bit uh, not as long. I thought I figured like, I'd shorten it, shave it a bit. Not to have as many topics as last time or the time before and try not to ramble as much. Clearly, I did ramble a bit. But um, uh, thank you, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, as always, you can follow the channel, uh, uh, Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva, on YouTube. Video is coming. Trust me, video is coming. It is coming. I know how much you want to see me. How much you want to look at me, and I, I, I miss the days back when podcasts were just audio. You didn't have to care about and video, but you know, YouTube is a big platform. There's always potential on YouTube. You gotta, you gotta go to video. Back in the day, you couldn't, and I know, like I should be, but I don't have the equipment yet. But I'm getting there. I'm getting it. I know that you're gonna want to see me, and I know that you're gonna want to see what I look like or how I talk or the setup and the studio or whatever. I know that, so that's coming. So I want I, I want to thank you for uh, watching on YouTube. Thank you for liking, subscribing, commenting, um, enjoying. Hopefully, you can find me there. Uh, the channel at Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva, and a big one. You can find us on uh, me on this show on Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify at Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. I would appreciate it if you would uh, rate and review on Apple Podcasts, because that helps a lot, get some feedback, uh, leave a, a star review, star rating, and let me know what you think, man, yeah, thank, thank you so much for watching, thank you for listening, and I will see you back next week.